Hey guys. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to episode five of A Little Bit Deep. It's been a great ride and we now have Eden in Brisbane officially. It's the first time recording in person. So yeah, we're actually recording together, which is weird and it we've had really technical difficulties, but we're here. It actually, it's weird that it feels weird. Yeah. Because like, it should be more normal to have you here, but we've just gotten so used to recording. Yeah, over um, internet. Um, yeah, but we're here recording and that's all that matters. Yes. So this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how to alleviate stress and also now your routine and find happiness in your everyday life. So this is something that obviously everyone struggles with and goes through throughout their different stages of their life. So we thought it was an important one to touch on. Yeah, definitely. Stay tuned for the end of the episode because we're getting out asking for a friend this week, which is should you get back with your ex? Mm. So we'll be discussing that later on. But first of all, let's get into last week's question box. So last week, our episode was all about nice girl syndrome. And really interesting to see that over all three questions, at least 70%, some were yeah, nice, some 79. More, yeah. yeah. Um, but around 70% of all listeners said yes. Yeah. So the three questions were, Do you find yourself putting others above your needs? Do you often hide your true feelings due to fear of judgment? And do you struggle to put boundaries in place? So people are struggling with it. So thanks for answering those. We love when you guys engage. So keep doing that. And also, if you have the time, which I know you do, when you finish this episode, please, please, please review us. Because oh God, I yes. want 100 reviews. So... We are aiming for 100 reviews by the end of season one. Yeah, so I know if there are people listening, can you please just so what you're doing hit right the now, five stars? And rate us five stars. Yes. Four if you're feeling mean. Yeah, if you're really if mean, you, like, give us four. If you want to hate on us, <laughs> choose four. Please do that. So let's get into our deep dives. What I've been diving into, there's a difference between being emotionally intelligent and emotionally strong. So obviously, yes, they can go hand in hand. But for me, I find myself to be fairly like I'm always thinking about how I can better myself or I'm always thinking about how I can be more emotionally intelligent, say, but I tend to overthink things and I actually can self-deprecate, which isn't what something that an emotionally strong person would do. Rather than overthinking everything, kind of just... I guess, yeah, kind of realise where the line is of where you're self-deprecating yeah. and where you're actually looking out for yourself. Yes. Yeah. So I'm trying to decipher like what is overthinking is it being ne- is it bringing negative yeah, thoughts into my life and good. yeah being harmful yeah. so i'd want to focus on being emotionally strong rather than just like self-reflective all the time yeah cuz it know? can get tiring yeah and it becomes toxic yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um my, well my deep dive this week is a little bit interesting hey dom <laughs> you're live what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> So I was getting distracted. Okay, so it was my birthday and I have never, ever been a gifts person. But recently, I just, this birthday in particular, I had a few friends who just gave me some really thoughtful gifts. And it made me realize like when you actually put thought into the gifts and you plan it, how much it actually means to someone, even if they're not a gifts person. And it's kind of made me think about the art of gift giving and about 
what it means to put thought into gifts because I think you can just become lazy with it, right? Like you can be like, oh yeah, I buy a gift voucher or something, which is still a good gift. Like, of course, if you're spending money and thinking of someone, that's amazing. But just like kind of trying to go above and beyond for the people that you really mean something in your life actually yeah. shows like and I think in relationships or friendships or whatever it actually just it, it means a lot if you just put a little bit of extra effort in because it did for me and I now I'm thinking I need to be better at gift giving so yeah yeah I'm a gifts person and I yeah take pride in like trying to find the perfect gift yeah. for someone so I reckon that's a good one yeah um and intrusive thought so my intrusive thought this week was I'm not sure if I'm happy with my gym routine. So I'm thinking about switching it up. I oh, I don't even know what it's called, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but I mean? do pretty much, like, what kind of training I do. I do, oh. like, functional conditioning yeah. weights training. <laughs> so, like, CrossFit? Mm, yeah, but it's not actually proper CrossFit. Like, it's kind of like but what it, I do. But no, Is it? it's actually not okay yeah I, I've tr- I Olympic. don't it's more Olympic yeah training. it's more Ollie training but okay. also with what you do which is like functional condition and conditioning yeah. yeah yeah um anywho I do that most like four or five days a week and I'm just not I kind of want to switch up my training I'm thinking of adding other things in because I'm not sure about the results I'm seeing which I haven't been doing it I've only been doing it for six months and so maybe I'm just jumping the gun but well what are your goals like what do you want to get out of it well maybe that's you need a yeah that's a what more. I need to yeah. decide because I feel like if you just keep going in a loop and it's just a routine thing it gets like really mundane and boring whereas if you have actual goals it's like you're working towards something you know? yeah I don't think I know and a lot of the people just lift really heavy and that's <laughs> not really my vibe like I like but also they're really fit. So I like the f- being really fit, but the heavy part is like yeah, not really what I want. So anywho, that's mine. What's yours, Soph? Mine this week, <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this correctly. I generally see good in people and I generally think the human race is good. That's lovely. And, <laughs> and I don't when I think there's evil people or people who are bad I just think that they've been dealt the worst cards in life and they've made use of what they've had but they're not inherently bad people people who do bad things aren't necessarily bad people I give them benefits of doubt but there's some things that I've heard recently that I don't know if I should go into because like it's graphic okay but it's kind of just made me think about how there's actually evil people <laughs> and how like that's kind of messed me up because I'm like wow some people are just born evil and I don't even know if I believe that but I think maybe that that could be true yeah that's an intrusive (laughs) thought if I've ever heard one (laughs) anyway that's kind of my view and I did also watch a horror movie this week and it's actually a good movie it's called Midsummer. um it's got Florence Pugh in it it's one of her most critically acclaimed movies it's really good it's not it doesn't follow the normal conventions of a horror film it's very light and airy and like visually beautiful but it's just creepy and weird and it's like a story of a commune in Sweden and they're kind of like have all these messed up traditions and it's really weird but it's based on true events of communes and so it's just it's kind of messed up anyway (laughs) we now have a recommendation (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's another recommendation. If you want to disturb yourself, go ahead and watch it. There you go. So stress is something both Eden and I have been trying to cut back in our lives recently and it is an ever-evolving journey. So today we wanted to discuss our hacks and routines that we put in place to help us live a happier and less stressful life. Yep, so we know life can get really hectic, especially at our age when we have so much on our plate and seem to just tend to overcommit to things. Obviously everyone's circumstances are different and people have different capacities but we thought we'd touch on some reasons why stress is really bad for us and also offer some advice and tips to help de-stress and look after ourselves in the hectic times. Yeah, so there are certain aspects of our life that we can't control, of course, but we can handle our reactions and how we handle what's thrown at us. So unfortunately, we can't predict or control what's going to happen and that's something that we do have to just let go of life will happen and we can't control that so there are actually different forms of stress so there are good and bad stress and sometimes you actually need stress to help you achieve things and to give you motivation so we're going to dive into knowing what to prioritize and how to differentiate if the stress is affecting you positively or negatively so there are different forms of stress and as i've learned today that there's actually a good form of stress. And Soph, would you care to explain? Yeah, there's a stress called eustress. I don't even know where I found this out, but I've just known it. I think it's a bit of a buzzword that I've come across at some point in my life. Um, but it's basically a stress that, so it's E-U stress, eustress. And it's a form of stress that is really necessary and beneficial in our lives. Basically, an example of you stress or positive stress is if you're really stressed for an exam, but you're prepared for it, but it's just you're feeling a bit like anxious, you know, just a bit stressed about it. You feel a great sense of accomplishment or pride afterwards because you got out of the way and it's done. So it's kind of like a motivating stress. It's when people get, uh, feel confident in their ability to solve a problem or cope with a situation. So it's a challenge, but oh. it's actually manageable and you can do it. So examples of this, are like exercising, um, if you're traveling, if ice baths as well, or in work when it's fulfilling and challenging. Or like healthy competition. Yeah, healthy competition. So if you like playing a game or something um, or sport, something that offers you motivation and growth. Cool. So then obviously there's negative stress, right? And negative yeah. stress just occurs when you're unable to cope or out of your depth. So feeling a state of anxiety or panic. And there's heaps of examples of this. This is the one everyone's most familiar with. And this is the one that we're gonna talk about how to limit. So, you know, you have financial stress, there's toxic relationships that can impact, not feeling prepared enough for certain life events such as exams or maybe a big presentation, or even like crucial things like bullying or big life changes. There's things like that. Just not having stability in your life. Um, yeah, like all of those things can cause severe amounts of stress. And stress can become really harmful when you are always, It's it becomes harmful when you're like always switched on. So this can happen if you've been feeling negative distress for an extended period. 
and it leads to chronic stress, which becomes unmanageable. It lasts for weeks on end or there's no solution. So you don't know how to solve the problem at hand. Yeah, so it's okay to feel short-term stress, right? But being stressed for a long period of time is what can lead to the mental health issues and the impact on your mental health. Feeling overwhelmed, unmotivated, um, unfocused and having trouble sleeping are just some of the things that can happen when you do feel start to feel long-term stress. I mean, everyone's experienced when your muscles tighten or you get like your heart starts to beat faster. Everyone knows what that feeling is of being severely stressed and that's actually triggering your fight or flight response which is showing that you are overstressed or leading to burnout so that's what you want to avoid you don't want to get to that point I actually have an interesting statistic that um, I found and I'll link all of our resources in the show notes as well but it says that the American Institute of Stress reports 120,000 people die in the U.S every year just because of work-related stress so it is a real thing and it manifests physically as well like we're not psychologists or you know doctors so we can't really tell you exactly how it works but it can lead to panic attacks and all sorts of things so there can be a really negative side yeah it harms your health internally like you can actually feel your body not coping with it yeah for sure so we want to discuss if stress can take away from your happiness and I think it's pretty obvious that it does. Overthinking and worrying, I feel, actually falls under the stress category as well because it actually can lead to stressing about something unnecessary, which is what we're trying to talk about how to prevent. And I know I'm pretty bad for this and I'm trying to work on it, but I find that once I start overthinking, um, I find myself stressing or I actually have anxiety. It's kind of like a spiral process, right? I know that feeling all too well. It's not fun. And it can also pull you, I feel like for me, it can pull me away from being present and staying in the now. It makes me just go on autopilot mode and I'm just like going through the motions and not really checking in with how I'm feeling, which is just you shutting down, right? It's like you can't process anything that's actually happening in your life. It affects you from doing the things you want to do and the things that bring you joy as well. So it's just depressing. Who wants to be stressed? Like, And it's funny because it's, it's actually high percentage it's self-inflicted, as in it's something you can't control. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You can't control it and... You know, we're speaking to the choir right now. You know, I know that there's Mm. things I can't control yet. I still am stressing about it. And we really, it's so important to not do that because you can't control it and it does impact you negatively in your day-to-day life. And we want to be present and we want to focus on what is happening right now and what is good and what is going to bring positivity into our lives and happiness. For sure. And I know there are some things that are stressing you out that you probably can control, but that's just what it's about, right? Controlling what you can control and the things you can't, letting it go and just it will be how it will be. I think when you're feeling this state of overwhelm and like almost burnout, I suppose, something that's really helped me has been to restructure my thoughts and remind myself of what actually brings me happiness and and identifying those things in life that bring me joy and just thinking about what actually makes me happy. 
because it can take you away from whatever is making you feel stressed and make you refocus on the good things in life and what you actually do have. Yeah, having perspective is very powerful and finding what actually does fill your cup and does keep you going through those stressful times. Like I know happiness to me is relationships and connections and purpose. And I know finding your purpose is like a whole journey in itself and another topic, but prioritizing your connection and your connection in relationships and also with yourself is so important during those times where you feel like you may not be coping as well. Yeah, 100%. Another thing that really helps is having goals and commitments and actually following through with it because I think there's something that makes you feel more confident and proud of yourself when you have actually decided to do something for yourself and you commit to it because it's more about the practice of actually showing up for yourself like you said before so having um what's true to you like you're showing up for yourself rather than actually the thing that you're doing yeah I think that's really really helpful well I think that goes in with the you stress part of it right like if you're it's a positive form of stress it's something that's motivating and makes you grow and feel fulfilled and I think that prioritizing those things are really important because they actually bring you joy and fulfillment um instead of exhaustion I suppose so in order to avoid that burnout and in tune when life gets hectic there are a few key things that we've just written down that help us stay in check so number one is getting enough sleep for me that is crucial when I'm so busy and I'm not prioritizing sleep my mental health just goes out the door like and it is hard because you feel like you're not getting enough hours in the day right because you just are on this like treadmill of just working but actually making sure you're in bed by a certain time and you're getting your eight hours whatever you need to do to wind down because sometimes your brain just like is wired right and you can't get to sleep but for me something that really helps is I usually read a book just like get off my phone and just my brain is active so I'm activating it but it will wind down because it's focusing on something and it gets slowed down. Um, Also, noticing when you're really busy and prioritizing your rest. So actually planning ahead is something that's really important Um, and making sure you're setting aside times to just do those things that bring you joy or focus on a hobby or hang out with your best friend and scheduling them in because that's going to help you to unwind and relax and not feel like you're just working 24-7 as well. Yeah, well, I had something similar. I said slowing down on the weeks where you notice it's feeling like a lot. So you can tell when you're in that maybe week or fortnight of it's just a bit chaotic and you're on the mode, what's that mode, where it's just like go mode, you know, you're not stopping and it feels Mm. really hectic Mm. and so instead of choosing to do something like adding an extra dinner out or you know maybe you take away one you take away one gym session and you take away one social activity and you actually just like yeah eliminate at least one or two things from the week just to slow down a bit more then because sometimes you can't help it you know you can't help those hectic weeks no exactly 
and don't don't let like be kind to yourself don't if you have to miss a gym session don't be guilty for it like that's actually you looking after yourself and putting yourself first is to prioritize that time so be kind to yourself when you are going through it because you don't need extra stress of feeling the guilt on top of everything else yeah and just like you know prioritizing your needs and effectively communicating your needs and boundaries to the people around you so just you know let the people closest to you know that you're having a massive week and they will know that yeah and so they'll probably not text you that extra day or they might not ask you to do that extra thing that you were talking about so it is communicating that to your closest people around you is definitely a good idea as well yeah definitely so how do we prioritize the things that matter when we already have so much on our plate it feels like the things that make us the most joyful or happy kind of get lost right because they don't feel as important as this huge list of things that needs to be done for whatever reason so how do we actually get that stuff in because that's actually what life's about right we're not supposed to be these robots running on rat wheels like we're here to enjoy our time and experiences so it's important to get that time in yeah well balance and finding what your values actually are and what brings you the most joy if you figure out what your values are then you can then go about your life accordingly because you're not gonna be doing if your values aren't being met in the things you prioritize whether it's health relationships friends then you're going to feel dissatisfied in your day. You're going you're gonna to yeah. feel dissatisfied yeah, in your so life. Important. You're not going to be happy because your values aren't being met. It's very basic concept, mm. harder to execute, but it's a basic concept. Like I know um, my boyfriend and I are massive on this. Like we both know each other's values and we need to make sure that all of those things are being fit in the week so we both are feeling satisfied yeah. and it, it creates for a better us individual and also together so it's a really um important thing to figure out and then you can take the steps and make time for those things yeah and i think that comes in with knowing yourself well enough as well like do that do that um mindfulness work and soul work to really identify your, your core values and the things that bring you joy because what what you might be thinking you need in your life might not be actually what works for you yeah and that might be what all the influences are doing or something but it might just be added stress so you really do need to figure out what is good in your life and to prioritize those things it's really important and it's hard to figure out from the people around you because you know everyone might want to go on a girl's holiday Mm. but you know that you financially can't handle it and they might be in the position to handle it, but you can't right now. So you have yeah. to just, like you said, yeah. know yourself, know where you're at and what time in mm. like what period of life stage you're in and just kind of accept that yeah. because wanting to be something that you can't actually achieve right now or do something you can't achieve right now puts that stress on you because you want to be that and you want to, like, yeah. you want to have it all. We've talked about that before, but you being aware and knowing what's best for you in this moment and this life stage is super important to not having added stresses. Well, you're looking after your future self and that's only going to be good for you. Like if you say no to something, even if you do feel like 
you're missing out or it's something you do want to do, but it doesn't align with your values and your goals, that's actually going to be more beneficial for you later down the track. And you're going to be thanking yourself where as if you added that into your life and it added more stress, you're going to reap the costs as well. So I think looking out for your future self and doing small little things to work towards a better future is a really good, a really good mindset to have. And yeah, that comes with putting boundaries in place, right? So saying no to things and saying no to your friends. So Mm. I think surrounding yourself with people who do this and respect looking after themselves is really, really helpful because they understand what it's like. If they're, if you're surrounding yourself with people who don't look after themselves and you say no to shit and you put boundaries in place, they're probably just going to think you're boring. But it's not boring because you know that you can't handle it and that you're going to be better off doing this for yourself. And like you said, Soph, it's for your future self and it's for the stability of your mind and your life. Yeah. So putting in those boundaries. Put yourself first. Don't worry about these other people because (laughs) I think people these days don't put them selves and their their future selves first enough yeah. like we're always chasing this feeling of having it all and having everything and appealing to other people all the time but actually putting yourself first and putting boundaries in place is really powerful because it makes you just more whole and happy and that's what we want yeah and we want to touch on how important routine is for your, for your mind and your stability So we know that having a routine can actually help reduce stress and allow you to have more time for relaxing and therefore having less anxiety about life. It allows you to plan forward, right? And prioritize your health and well-being. So if you're able to fit in all those little things that positively affect you, but if your routine doesn't exist, then it's easy to prioritize all the things that are going to be adding more and more stress. Like I'm really guilty of this because I don't prioritize my routine enough. And I pay for it because then I get super overwhelmed and I'm not doing anything that I love doing. Instead of sleeping until midday because I'm feeling so stressed and overwhelmed, I didn't sleep well the night before. Having a routine can just like really allow you to organize yourself better in the long term. Yeah, I think people think adding a routine into your life is like this rigid and negative thing, like it's too much control over your life. But It's not, it actually adds positivity and structure and it helps you balance Mm. your emotional and mental stability. It it is life-changing having that thing that you show up for yourself every day. If it's literally just exercising, go you, you're exercising and you're showing up for yourself because that's what you like doing. I think people get overwhelmed with routines because you see all of these people online being like, oh, get up at 4 (laughs) a.m. journal for an hour yeah but it doesn't have to be super complicated it could just be getting up an hour before work so you have enough time to feel good and have a cute outfit and just feel nice in yourself like that could be all it is so you're not rushing out the door it's just setting yourself up for success really or preparing your breakfast the night before that's even a great one you know yeah like just those little little tiny things right and it impacts your every day. It's stuff that your mum used to do for you that you now have to do as an adult. <laughs> That's actually so true. It's doing those things way earlier so you don't have to worry about it. Otherwise it becomes a stress. And that's why it's hard when you do have these stressful weeks because these things can tend to suffer. Um, 
So like you said, planning ahead and knowing when that those weeks might come, you know, you might have four uni assignments due that week, you know, that week's going to be stressful. So you need to start planning now for that not to be as stressful. I bet there's lots of people who are guilty of that. Um, And even like, you know, drinking on the weekend or drinking on a um, Saturday night and then you plan something to do on Sunday and then everything's thrown off because you're so hungover. Um, Mm. That also can impact. Obviously, we're not saying don't go have fun, but just kind of plan, just try and balance is key yeah and if you do have other goals and and things you're working towards you're gonna suffer more by not prioritizing those things so what are your priorities is basically what you need to establish and then work towards that with all of that in mind we gonna offer our little tips of what we do and how we help ourselves set ourselves up for success in these times yeah so I think one good thing to do is when you are having stressful weeks go and do something that you don't usually do that you know that you like doing so something really simple could be like a sauna or a float tank because you don't even need to think you just go book it and go Um, but it forces you to relax and spend time off your phone anything that stimulates you in a positive way and like what Soph touched on earlier about the positive stress such as like dance class or painting you know something that stimulates you especially something creative um, it really can help you experience those or those awe feelings and those uh, positive stress feelings that is a very um it put it helps put you in a positive state of mind when you're doing them yeah for sure I think when you feel super stressed you feel like you don't even have time to do those things but you're probably going to spend an hour on your phone scrolling on TikTok because you're so tired anyway so you may as well just book it in advance and then show up and just do something that's good for the soul it's not going to take that much time my first one is to romanticize your life what this means is to pay attention to the good things in your life and practice gratitude so instead of going through the motions of your everyday take a step back and start to appreciate the little things in life and the little routines you do have, whether it's getting your morning coffee or like chatting to your work colleagues, find gratitude and peace in that. And that also ties into structuring your days and your routines so that you're always putting yourself in the path of beauty. So for example, if you have to study, instead of just staying at home or being in the same environment you're always in, go to the park, go to the local library, like get out of your everyday environment and experience a new atmosphere. And it helps you to romanticize your life and enjoy the mundane things. So even though you have to study all day, you still get to see a beautiful landscape where you still get to go to a new place and that broadens your horizons and makes you feel like you've accomplished something as well it's just finding the joy in the little things paying attention to what you do have and the good in your life and practicing more gratitude as well love that another one we have is like prepping for your week ahead so keeping a calendar know what you have coming up ideally know what you coming you have coming up over at least minimum the next fortnight because like we said earlier if you do have a stressful week coming up to help limit things that you could get done now to make your week easier the next week is very beneficial um also like we mentioned 
making your breakfast the um night before do overnight oats changes your life honestly it does like you wake up you get ready you get your breakfast is already made for you you're at the door you've eaten like eating prioritizing your health and eating properly oh my god like something that changed my life yeah 100% changed my life is exercising minimum four times a week even if I'm having a bad week and one of those exercising is literally a walk and um eating like full meals at every meal is completely um it changes your mental capacity it changes how productive you are uh it's really powerful so that's definitely a big one if you are looking to be more productive I suggest doing those two things yeah love that my next one is to write down the things that bring you happiness in your life so for example something that brings me happiness is the beach or a morning coffee right And then I plan, actively plan time to do those things. So I make sure I prioritize that. And then I look forward to that as well. I'm like, it's okay that I'm stressed right now because that's around the corner. So planning those little joy moments is really helpful as well. Yeah, I was going to, my one's pretty similar. I was going to say, if you haven't yet thought about what your values are, I would suggest having a sit down and thinking about what, you need in your life to be satisfied so it might be I need to see my friends once a fortnight I need to spend quality time with my boyfriend I need to exercise I need to um, stimulate my brain and learn something so you know you need these things for yourself to be happy and to keep going and um, go through life with a positive attitude so if you are ticking off these things over the course of work out how, how many days you need to achieve this in, I feel like a week is maybe a pushing it to fit everything in. Maybe we work in fortnight blocks, monthly blocks to yeah. start with, whatever. But if you're t- ticking off these things and booking things in ahead that you know add value to your life, then you will have you will see the impact that it has on you mentally and your happiness. Yeah, beautiful. My last one is to look after yourself because I feel like when I'm really stressed, the last thing I do is put my clothes out the night before or pick a cute outfit or make sure I've got time to do my makeup in the morning. Like I just kind of let those things go to the side. But something I'm really trying to do more recently is to actually put myself first more. So making sure I do have the time to make myself feel good, whether that is exercising or doing my makeup, those little things really can make your mood shift and make you feel more confident and fulfilled in yourself and I think that's something that is really important and get enough sleep yeah because that's huge as well and lastly admit to yourself when you are having these weeks like make sure you check in with yourself like Soph said look out for yourself and just be honest be honest with yourself you're not having a great time or things are harder right now and then just Mm. readjust and go from there like you're not going to be 100% on the ball every week. You're not. If it seems like people are doing that, I assure you, it's a facade. It's not real. No person is on their game every single week. Um, people do have these weeks where they slump back. 
and things are harder than they usually are. So that's okay. Admit to the people around you, like check in, um, tell a friend, tell someone close to you and just be honest with yourself and yeah, move forward in a plan and do use these steps that we just gave you. Getting into asking for a friend. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's my laugh. So again. weird, fake um, laugh. It's not fake. Sounds fake. Oh. Our asking for a friend this week yeah. was: Should it, you ever get back with an ex? Ooh. <sighs> should you? Big question. I think the word. It's all in the word "should," right? Like, should you? I mean, probably. Most of the time, no. But, Eden, I would be interested to hear your thoughts on this. What did you vote? I voted never. Yeah, well. Typically, because if you knew my dating history, you would understand my answer. So, yes, there's that. But I think, like, they're an ex for a reason, right? Okay. That's well, just my instant thought. Let's just, let's just say, like, 50% of you said never. So yeah. there's a lot of people who are like, no. Most pe- but in saying that, most people were like, other. And I get the other. Yeah, so it's kind of 50-50, right? Because you have 50% who said never, and then the rest 50% is divided between yes or other tell us why. Yeah. So, there, I mean, yes was the least amount of people. So, I mean, look, okay. Well, the you reason said yes. I said yes. Okay. I have a few friends who have dated somebody broken up and because they have either been with each other since they were really young or whatever they just were not in the right phase in life and then they've come together a couple years later or they've just still been in each other's lives and come together after their split and they've chosen each other and gotten back together and made it work and they're doing like really well so I think it depends on the maturity of the relationship where you're at in life and most of the time I don't think you should because I think you have broken up for a reason and a lot of the time there's real reasons people break up. But I do think it's up to you to discern the reason you're going back. And if it is just out of comfort or because you want someone or you miss them but it wasn't really the best relationship. But I do think there are times where some people just the timing isn't right and it can line up later in life. Yeah, I think you really have to think about if the reason you broke up was a negative reason and there has to have been a lot of time that's passed. So you both actually matured into almost different people from who you were in that relationship, but also, you know, your personality is going to be the same, but in terms of your maturity is at a completely different stage of life. I think that's the only case where it's like a positive going back to your ex but I okay so I've got two friends and they're really close to me they've dated since end of high school so it's after school they got right together do I know who they are no you don't know who they are right and they dated for maybe two three years and or maybe even longer I don't know the exact but they were dating for years they were like super super close whatever but they both just reached a point where they they just broke up I think both of them were just they just all they knew was each other and they just feel like they needed to be single and they just weren't working as a couple and they broke up and then they both were seeing other people they full went through the whole breakup process like you know we're single for only like two three months and then 
they decided, no, actually, I do want this person. And both of them came back to each other. And now they're still together a few years later. And they're really happy. Yeah, they're like so sold on each other. See, I just could never imagine myself doing that. Yeah, I like, mean, yeah, exactly. especially like the being with other people thing. Mm. Like, I, I just don't know if I could handle it. It's it so I get, a certain amount. Of, I like, think time it's person. a certain couple, certain person. It, yeah, it's such a case by case situation. I think. But I reckon, for the sake of asking for a friend, let's go with no. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Okay, guys, thanks for listening. That's all we have time for today. And please, like I mentioned at the start, please review us because we want to get 100 reviews. And it's not hard to do. You literally click the little star thing and you click five. You don't need to write anything. You just click it. So please do that. And also follow us on Instagram to keep up with asking for a friend polls. Yeah, and also if you know somebody who could benefit from this episode, share it with them, send it around, put in your story. It would help us out a lot. So, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.